0: Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, and you're listening to Texas Biobytes from Texas Biomed. Today, we're talking about the deadliest infectious disease on the planet, tuberculosis. Somewhere in the world, a person dies of TB every 21 seconds. That's the sound of wildlife roaming free in Africa. It's a continent full of supreme beauty. And sadly, a continent facing some intense health crises imagining trying to test for TB in areas where there may not be electricity or even running water. One of Texas Biomed's TB researchers traveled to three countries in Africa in early 2019 to create collaborations. He wants to test a cheaper, faster, easier way to detect the disease and pinpoint the best course of treatment.
1: Um, my name is Jordi Reyes. I am a professor. I am within the TB group and I'm trying to understand how the uh, human-lung environment uh, determines tuberculosis pathogenesis, and also we're trying to improve the diagnosis of TB in endemic areas.
0: You just got back from a trip to Africa. How long did you spend there? We were
1: over 12 days, and we went to visit uh, Mozambique, South Africa, and Swaziland, or now known as uh, Eswatini.
0: What were you trying to accomplish during this visit?
1: So this visit was to try to accomplish collaborations. So we're trying to find research sites that we can obtain uh, human samples to perform more research. So we work with tuberculosis and this is the number one infectious disease killer in the world by by bypassing currently HIV infection and AIDS and malaria. So the problem is that here in U.S. we don't have too many TB cases. The rate of tuberculosis in U.S. is 0.3 for 100,000 um, subjects, but uh, we need to go to places where there is more TB so we can obtain human samples to study and see how the pathogen interact with the host, the real host that is a human. So we went to places like Mozambique that the TB rate is close to uh, 550 for 100,000, or places like Swaziland that uh, is around 350.
0: Why? Why is it higher there?
1: Because of the conditions of living, they don't have a well-established health system. There is corruption, the economy of the countries, and actually, it was quite interesting because I didn't know that. But uh, in Mozambique, the high rate it comes from South Africa. So it seems like in Mozambique, the adolescents to become a man, they need to go to South Africa to work in the mines. So when they are very young they spend all their money to go to South Africa, they work in the mines, they they contract HIV and tuberculosis, and then when they come back to Mozambique, they spread it everywhere.
0: Dr. Torres spent much of his time in Africa talking to people at various clinics and research facilities. You were asked to speak while you were over there to some of these groups you're collaborating with. What did you talk about? So, we went
1: there and introduced ourselves, we introduced who Texas Biomed is and the programs that we have here and what what we would like to become, you know, their, their support and to establish collaborations with them. In my case, in particular, because I'm interested with tuberculosis and HIV, I went there to establish collaborations to try to improve the diagnosis of TB in endemic areas. So we have some diagnostic tests that we are developing here in the lab. And we just move forward there to start to find places to do field studies.
0: Tell us about the test. What's different about it than what exists right now? That test,
1: that is really point of care. There are very little ones and they are not very efficient or the ones that are are very expensive. So we have two projects. One is to use a commercially available point of care test that that detects one antigen present in the cell wall of tuberculosis in urine. And we're trying to improve the detection of this test by manipulating the urine. And in the lab works very well, so we need to do field studies uh, to determine if this also will be useful for the TB community. And the other one is to try to diagnose drug-resistant TB. So right now there are several diagnostic tests. One of them is a the gene expert that allows us to determine if a strain is resistant or not to one of the uh, primary drugs for diagnosis of TB, rinfampicine. And automatically, we assume that a person, uh, strain that is resistant to rifampicin, is multidrug resistant. Um, but the cost of this analysis and the instrument, and et cetera, is cost prohibitive for some areas. And some areas in the world, especially rural settings, that don't have electricity or even running water, this test cannot be performed there. So we are coming up with another test, but cheaper cost will allow us to determine if a uh, strain is susceptible drug resistant, and within the drug resistance there are different patterns like extreme or extensive or total drug resistance so this test will allow us to do that for a modic price and without using too much of the technology would it be blood urine it's going to be sputum it's going to be done with sputum an easy sample uh, to use and uh, we should be able to obtain the results at least in the lab setting is the that we're obtaining between five to ten days when currently the proper way that WHO established to do this kind of diagnostics takes up to 86 days.
0: That's a very long time, many months before you know.
1: Yeah, because the thing that they do right now is uh, take a person into treatment, and then every at two months and at six months, they take the sputum, and they do the culture of the sputum. If the culture grows, it already takes like 30 to 35 days, then they need to do the drug testing, of this, so they need to replate it again with the presence of drugs. So he adds 35, et cetera, more days between the readings, contaminations, and et cetera. The mean value is around 86 days. Ours is directly put it in a in in a culture that allows the bacteria to grow faster and already have the drugs. So you already cut around 40, 45 days.
0: Is it like a Petri dish?
1: Yeah, it's like kind of a Petri dish that contains up to 11 drugs and allow us to determine if TV is resistant to the drug. So this is going to be very useful for the period that allow us to determine if a patient is responding well to the treatment or not that right now there is nothing about that.
0: What were the reactions of these collaborators to this idea of point of- care testing that's faster and very specific?
1: Actually they were very positive and they are they told us that they would like to collaborate with us and when we were there we already submit a grant with one of them. So we were very, very excited about the reception of the of the concept, uh, the willingness to collaborate. That is very important. And now, you know, we need to put everything in our part and um, from the part of our collaborators over there uh, to move things forward. Did you bring any samples back yet, or is that in the future? No, that will be in the future. I mean, we need to do the, the we need to have the proper paperwork in place before we can even uh, touch the human samples that we would like to analyze here. We were, we were discussing uh, different ways in which we can obtain the samples there, they can be pre-processed over there, then ship them frozen to us, and then we can finalize analyzing them here. So we, we went to establish collaborations with the General Maputo Hospital in uh, Mozambique, then with an, another center present in, in Manisa, Centro de Investigaciones de Manisa, and then uh, us. So it will be like a triangle of research.
0: I asked Dr. Torreyes to share his observations about the cultures of the countries he visited.
1: The people are very happy and they are very content with very little and I always get very jealous of seeing how people can become happy with so little things. There is a lot of corruption so you can see that the middle class doesn't exist or there are people very very rich or people that are very very poor and unfortunately, the rich people over there is only probably 0.5% of the population, and the rest, 99.5% are poor.
0: What about the natural beauty when you were there in the wildlife? Oh, it's beautiful.
1: And, you know, we arrived there, we rented a car, and we probably did 1,800 miles, driving around Mozambique, South, Carolina, and South Africa, and it's quite spectacular. It's, it's a beauty. And in some places, at least in Swaziland, we were very surprised because
0: it's really well-conserved and they really care about, about the habitat and the environment. And obviously you care about the people if you're trying to develop something that will help them. Tell us why you have a heart for this project.
1: Probably because of my medical background and I have been working in different places around the globe where resources are at minimum and I like to see the effort of everybody in the healthcare system to taking care of the patients and if I can contribute a little bit to this improvement and, and to fight for the wellness of the patient, I
0: am there for it. Dr. Torres' research reaches to many other parts of the globe as well, including Guatemala, Panama, El Salvador, Malawi, Democratic Republic of Congo, India, China and Ukraine. You've been listening to Texas Biobytes from Texas Biomed. We love sharing our science. With an emphasis on tackling infectious diseases, researchers on our campus can truly change the world. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe. You can search for podcasts on our website, txbiomed.org. And you can find us on common podcast platforms like iTunes, Android, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.